0: KDDG Albany, KDDG HD1 Albany, St. Cloud, KBGY, Fairboat KLCI Elk River, KLCI HD1 Elk River, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Total Country, Bob FM.
1: Thank you, Aaron, the engineer behind the glass. Not Brandon right now, it's Aaron. He's going to help us out the rest of the night.
2: The torch has been passed to a new generation.
1: What if he's better than what if he's better than Brandon?
2: There's no chance
3: that's going to happen, but I always <laughs> say that
1: he's no longer Aaron the intern.
3: He's just Aaron. He's yeah. technically not an intern anymore. He's earned it. Is uh, he a legit a worker now? now? Aaron, do you have a job now?
2: Not, you know, not Technically, well, then you're but, an intern. Come on. <laughs>
3: well, I'm gonna, he's getting paid for filling in for me. Oh, okay. I'm gonna make that Got
1: happen. It. Got it. Hey, I'll tell you what, Aaron, Sweet, Aaron no, 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 Hang it. on a second. Aaron is a nice young man, 20 years old. By the way, this is the four outdoorsman, Strewman here, Mark Lukey, he, Sam, offed it all, and uh, Aaron behind the glass because eh, Brandon's taking some time off, I suppose. No, that's a good, that's which a good he
4: deserves. Time. He works hard. He
1: deserves. But anyway, so Aaron and I were speaking a little bit, just BSing, not holding up. What do you, you're 20 years old. What did you do, do in high school? Play any sports? He was a trap shooter. That a boy. We were
2: talking, and uh, I played soccer in high school, and I also was uh, in trap shooting
1: as well. Yeah. So that's cool. I said, well, I'll tell you what. We might have some time in the second half. Sit your butt down in the studio, and let's talk all about trap shooting, because we haven't done it for quite some time. That sounds good to me. Yeah, and he was in early, probably in high school as a trap shooter four or five years ago. It was kind of in his infancy, wasn't it, trap shooting? About that time, five, six years ago. I think it really took a...
2: Big upward swing five years ago or so. Yeah, yeah
4: so. I'd say like seven, eight years ago, yeah. it started going. So uh,
1: so, so don't don't leave the studio, young man. We might need you a second half because we got nothing to talk about, but we do. <laughs> hey, he's going to
3: produce a commercial for you after your show, too. We
1: just did it. Oh, you
3: did it yeah, already. It was, See, that's what, he's no longer an intern. He's got full uh, credit <laughs> here now.
1: We had to had a change the Devil's Lake commercial, and he was nice enough to help me with that. Now, I tell you what, we got to thank uh, Mark Schermacher and Adam Brandt and the gang. Because they were just in playing some tunes on the homegrown show, and that was wonderful. A lot of talent there. So uh, keep on playing. There's a couple other people as well. Was Huberty in there? I don't know, but uh, there's a, and some young lady who sang beautifully. So uh, Mark Schermacher and Adam Brandt, and uh, keep on going. Thank you for coming to the studio, and hopefully, you're listening to the Four Outdoorsman right now on the way home. So, Sam Boy, how you been, pal? You look tired. Aren't you? No, you had a three hour nap on the way home.
4: That's the only sleep I got all weekend. <laughs> no, I'm tired. But it, man, we had a good time, didn't we?
2: Yeah, and ri- rides home just aren't as fun as rides no, there, right? we're so excited when we get there. We're fresh faced. we uh, we played liars poker the whole way there, listening to music. It was just a blast. And then the ride home, everyone sleeps, and some poor sucker has to drive the whole way.
1: And that was you no, know, I drove the th- I drove <coughs> half the way, but that was a nice vehicle. Hey, you you've got a what do you call that vehicle you have?
2: Uh, suburban.
1: A suburban. And I'm driving this thing. I look like some little person because Sam's 6'5". Five, I'm 5'7", five or so, and I can hardly see over the, the dashboard. I'm looking for a pillow. Finally, I figured out how to get the seat up where I can see over the dashboard. <laughs> then I'm driving, and about 50 minutes on the highway, I get zapped in my left leg. What's What's that for?
4: You cross the line.
1: Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah.
4: It's So if you let go of the steering wheel on that and you start going off the line, it'll vibrate, but it'll straighten you out.
1: Well then, why even stay awake? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, di- I didn't know. I thought it was supposed to be some therapy thing that your leg would get tired and it zaps you into good health or something. So I crossed the line that many times.
4: Yeah, if you cross the line, it would it would on the left side, it'll vibrate on the left side of the seat, and if you go into the shoulder, it'll vibrate on the right.
1: So if I did that too many times, God would sing. And now you're mine, you cross the, the line. line. <laughs> I just made that up. That was pretty good.
4: It was. So, Mark, on what you were saying, how, you know, the ride there, you're super excited. I was not thoroughly excited from Grand Forks to Devil's Lake. Wow. Yeah. That was horrible road. Like, yeah. here, they, ra- they got down or thunderstorm the day before, and then it was negative, what, five degrees? It was literally an ice rink. In the middle of like a, it would, the
2: blowing yeah. prairie, yeah, it was, oh, so it was just, that road is rough no matter what. I mean, in the winter, it's always blowing. There's just so much wind. She said, uh, "Susie from Devil's Lake Tourism said Devil's Lake is cold, very cold all winter." And then they had one day where it was above 32, and it happened to rain. Yeah. Ugh. So there was there was an absolute. the The roads were great until we got Grand to Forks. Highway Two, Grand Forest Forks West, and it was. Um, I have driven in a lot of snow and I've always had a truck, so so I'm pretty used to it. But there's something just so creepy when you're driving and all of a sudden you just start swinging for no reason. Oh, it's the worst. And there's so much wind too, and um, so we had to go slow, you know. And we saw a lot of people in the ditch. Tons. And uh, it was slick. Even like going out, uh, you know, our snow bear driver got stuck. Yeah. And uh, And yeah. yeah, it's you got to know what you're the, doing out there.
1: And the plow driver got stuck. Yeah. The, uh, on the uh, on. Devil's Lake. Gotta be careful. It was um it wasn't as bad coming back, but the wind was blowing and the snow goes across the highway two there. And that's it's intimidating. You, yeah. you, you do have you, you can't see as well as you would like. And I'm driving a strange vehicle and, and it's it got to the point where one part there was snow blocked the entire white right lane. You slept through that and there was only one lane and part for maybe five hundred yards or something mm-hmm. like that. That's the only mm-hmm. place you could go, but but we made it safely. It was it. Um, we had a great great time at Devils Lake, and thanks to Susie Kenner, I think, or, uh, of Devils Lake tourism, and uh, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, what are you going to say, Mark?
2: I just have to say I got a text from my friends uh, regarding the producer of the show. He says I'm I'm rooting for your other producer. Let's go, Brandon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. That's funny. That's Shout funny. out to you, Eric. Thanks for typing that, that is in. Funny. Eric, well, see, let's go, Boston. Brandon. I agree. Yeah. So uh, since you mentioned uh, shout out, do you have any shout outs? I do. Let's do a couple of you them. Any shouts before we get into our trip details? Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay.
2: Uh, thanks everyone for writing to the Four Outdoorsman shout outs. If you want to get on the show, all you have to do is comment on our post. We do it every week. We have the same cast of characters that loves to do it, and we love hearing from all of you. Um, Jesse Koskinimi says, "Finally going after some yotes. I haven't been able to do much since I had both hands operated on three weeks ago." Speedy recovery, Jesse. Hope to hope all is well. And John Marshall who came with us says, Awesome weekend. Thanks, guys. Here's my son Caden Marshall with a nice thirty two inch pike he caught this weekend. He can go fishing without his dad. What's going on with that?
4: Real quick on that. And
1: he can catch fish without his yeah, dad. Yeah,
4: no kidding. He was telling us a story that he set up the house for his son who was like fifteen. Uh-huh. and there was a bottle of booze on the counter, yeah, yeah. and it fell down the hole. And so he quickly <laughs> called his dad. I was like, Dad, I didn't drink it. It fell down the <laughs> hole. I was like, that's awesome. And, there's,
1: and we've got a story in the second half of the show about a bottle of vodka falling down the hole. It is absolutely interesting. So stick around. Listen to that. You'll enjoy that.
2: Um, Corey Bechtold says the Macula Tackle jigs are hot. Now we have Glow Red Ladybugs in stock. Corey, we got to get you to sponsor the show, man. We're, uh, we're Macula Tackle all the way uh brian Oftadal says thanks fellas for a really fun weekend i gotta tell you, your dad is really cool sam i uh i really enjoyed getting to know him better and he's just a fun nice guy
4: i appreciate that yeah he's a very good guy
2: uh shannon cruz says great trip uh up event with my favorite lowens i'm not sure what that means but next day father and son duo thanks shannon and uh, let's see what else we got. I think that's it. I want to. Oh, we got one more. Twin Cities Wall is Unlimited. Lots of fun and fish yesterday on Bald Eagle Lake. Hey, that's right by my house for our club winter outing. Guest speaker Nicole Stone Outdoors, who was our guest last week, was on. Knocked it out of the park at our February meeting last Thursday. Looking forward to Johnny Candle. Remember Johnny Candle? We had on him yeah. a few times. Yeah. Professional angler and sports fishing communicator as our guest speaker at our March 3rd meeting. Man, Twin Cities Wall is Unlimited. Is doing some really cool things, so get involved with them if you want to. And thanks for having our last week's guest Nicole Stone on.
1: If anybody wants uh, someone to speak at your event, hey, we're a lot cheaper than Johnny Candle, pal. So, That's for uh, sure. Yeah. So uh,
2: and Nicole Stone probably we, we're we, free. Yeah, no, no, we need
1: a couple of uh, couple of no. cold beers and <laughs> couple of cold beers and something to eat, pal. But, uh,
2: also, uh, shout out to my dad who turned eighty-one years old on Saturday. He spent the weekend with my sister in Prairie to Sheen and went to a basketball tournament and all sorts of stuff. So, shout out to you, Dad. Happy birthday.
1: Cool. yeah, A lot awesome. of fun. Anyway, Devil's Lake. So, Devil's Lake Tourism is one of our sponsors, uh, along with Arrowhead Outdoors and, and a whole bunch of other ones. Uh, we'll talk more about them. Oh, and, we have uh, a up, new sponsor. Should, I, should I say that?
2: Sure. We want to thank the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic for uh, sponsoring us for a few weeks leading up to that show, which uh, is... When is it here? March 11th, 12th, and 13th, I believe at Canterbury. Um, Great show. Last time we were going to go there, we were scheduled to make an appearance on the Saturday and it got shut down Saturday morning due to COVID. So that was absolutely the day that COVID shutdown started two years ago. Um, so I've never been to the show at Canterbury cause we are supposed to go on Saturday. Right. So I'm excited if available to go down there, we are not doing a live appearance or anything, but I'm sure we'll go and, um, check it out and support them, um, it's, the, it's not the Outdoor News Classic show this year. It's the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic.
1: So why can't we interview guests like we ha- always have every year? We
2: can, yeah, and we ones. will. Uh, that That's part of our deal. I'd love to get someone on. Some of special, on. special people there. Yeah, either uh, whoever's running it or uh, Lee and Tiffany is always there. Uh, Melissa Bachman is always there. A lot right. of our friends we've had on the lawn. So we will be interviewing some people ahead of time uh, to promote the show. And um and thanks, everyone, at the Deer and Turkey Classic for sponsoring us again. I appreciate it.
1: It's the Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at Canterbury Downs. And I'm guessing, just guessing, we could play some cards there, couldn't we, after the oh, show? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Real quick
4: on that, I do remember the the Friday night um, that they did have the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone was excited at the venue and said, this is like... Really, really awesome. So I'm looking forward to going down there. Are you going to be in town or are you cruising? I'm
1: going to be in town the 11th. I'm leaving. We're going to the Panama Canal, canal on the 12th. So I think I'm going to I'm going to sneak down there on the 11th okay. and just spend some time in Schmooze and pick up some guests and pretend like I'm a big shot. Okay. I'm pretty good at that. Um, I think it'd be kind of fun. Check Would
4: your hockey schedule and then we'll schedule something too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to, love to do it. Maybe we can all go
1: On the 11th. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah.
2: If we walk together and wear the same shirts, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. man. Like we'll I did.
1: <laughs> like I did when I went to the state fair the first time with my Larry Swanson, Henry Lucan, Henry Shustock, Bobby Zabel. We're about were eighth graders going to the Minnesota state fair. And we wanted to be cool. So all of us wore the same colored t- sh- uh, golfing shirt, like same colored short pants, knee highs and tennis shoes man that was cool we thought we were do you cool. save
2: some ladies for the rest of them uh
1: yeah it's uh, it was um we didn't get lucky that day but we said we thought we were cool until um uh, it didn't it didn't work man
4: you know what we should do is we should hire like three or four people to walk with us take our pictures like say like you know yeah you guys want a picture with the
2: four outdoors yeah. man like you know generate some excitement get, like, you know we got a sharpie mm-hmm. marker holder yeah i'm ready um when we start our devil's lake story do you want to start with what happened bef- right before you left Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a great story. By
1: the way, I'm driving his vehicle on the way here. He's sleeping. And all of, a, all of a sudden, the dashboard kept saying, change your oil. Change your oil. Change your oil. Go at it, Sam. Tell the story.
4: So I was going to get my oil changed Wednesday. Uh, we left Thursday. We planned No meet... sense
1: putting it off. I mean, just do it on Wednesday before we leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
4: uh, not all of us are retired. <laughs> 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 uh, no, but so we plan to meet at my mom and dad's. Um, at 10 o'clock on Thursday, um, kind of a central location for us all to meet. Well, Wednesday, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to get everything kind of settled in before we leave, packing all that. I was like, I better get an oil change. You know, it's a longer trip. I'm, you know, 12,000 miles over. Just <laughs> but, uh, and I ran out of time. I was like, "Oh crap!" And I brought the kids to school. I was thinking of, I got up early on Thursday, and I was, or yeah, Thursday. I was like, "I'm just going to bring the kids to school, and I'm going to go get an oil change." I was like, God oh, no, I don't really need to. I'll just it, it'll be fine. It's not that many miles." Well, I, on the way to dropping them off, thankfully I brought everything you know um, from the house and dropped the kids off. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to do it." So I quickly called Midas, and they're like, "Yeah, we could do it," and um, got in there and it this is probably eight fifteen.
2: Uh uh-huh.
4: and we're leaving it, at 10 i think at 45 minutes I'll, yep. I'll have time for some donuts at my mom's <laughs> um they came and they're like hey man you know we can't do your oil change because i said hey we check.' i think there's like a belt loose or squeaking we checked that and they're they came and they're like hey we can't do the oil change we can't let you drive this it's it's Something's wrong. And, you know, you think about, okay, guys, you know, (laughs) I'm not an easy target. Um, (laughs) But uh, he goes, yeah, there's coolant just spilling out of your water pump. And it's getting all over the belt, making it squeak. And I'm like, gosh. I was like, well, can you, what's that cost? And he's like, you know, we're really busy right now. I could do it tomorrow. i would be right around a $1,000. bucks.
1: i am like, oh, my gosh. To replace the water pump. Yeah. I don't know much about mechanics, but that sounds high. But keep going. Yeah,
4: so did I. Well, side note, they said that a lot of mechanics are now charging what they would do at a dealer just because they're so busy.
1: And they can, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
4: but I called my buddy Justin Hansen, who's a listener of the show. He's a fan. He's a fan of all of us. He's a friend of all of us. I don't know if you've met him. I haven't, but I'm a fan. He will be a friend of you. Um, Strews used him. So, Justin, I called him. I was like, listen, dude. I said, hey, he has a shop that he's he's been a mechanic his whole life. And uh, uh, he... I call him I'm like, listen, man, I'm at Midas. They said my water pump's out. I got to be to Devil's Lake. I'm, I'm, have people ride with me. We're caravanning. And he's like, oh, bring it here. So I call you guys. I'm like, hey, Mark, dude, we got to push it back. It's like an hour and a half, two hours. I got to get this taken care of. I think I can get it done. And you had guys who were like, Go, oh, I'm just going to go. And it's true. You were like, perfect. That's fine. I'll see if another guy wants to ride with us because he's going to be late anyway. I got to justin's at nine o'clock i pulled in he heard it right away checked it because your water pump's bad i told him i asked him, how much is this an unbelievable price like yeah. i don't, yeah, you don't want you don't want to quote it on yeah. like for not pheno- like phenomenal <laughs> and i was at my mom and dad's at 10 15 with the new water pump. with a new water pump new thermostat nice and, and he like bled all the coolant out refilled it Like, got all the air bubbles out.
2: And I was all ready to get mad at you, and I wasn't, because that was incredible.
4: (laughs) And I called you. I was like, hey, plan's back on. I'm only going to be 50. So, Justin Hansen, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing that. You saved our trip. You saved it. If anyone needs a good mechanic, he's on 49th and University in Fridley, right next to the Schwinn shop. It's called uh, Part City. Use Justin Hansen.
1: Part City. P-A-R-T City. That's the name of the mechanic shop. Yeah, because
4: they have like a – it's like a quote-unquote like O'Reilly in the front, but it's Part City, and they they have four full-time mechanics. Well, good for Justin.
1: Good for Justin. He helped me one time before on short notice as well, and I appreciate it as well. Go ahead. When is
2: our special guest? Are they break two or break three?
1: Our special guests are going to be the first break. Okay. Yeah.
2: We have a lot to talk about in Devil's Lake in only a couple minutes, so let's – we should –
1: to save it all for d- d- <clears> the <throat> second half. Yeah.
2: So if you want to hear about our trip, we have a wonderful guest on who is?
1: Uh, Kevin Jansen. Kevin Jansen. He was a he took a, a guided trip last year, 2019, to Alaska to hunt doll sheep. And I've seen the video, the movie of Billy Moles with Kevin Jansen. It is unbelievable what they have to do to, to get these animals. I'm telling you, they're better people than I am. So he's <laughs> going to be on about 620.
2: Yep, and then 6.40, we'll go through. Uh, we had a wonderful time with Bry's Guide Service. Um, we took some snow bears out so we can uh, explain that. And uh, then we spent the next day some ice shacks, spent some time with Susie. It was a really a great trip, and we have a lot to go through. But uh,
1: And I got no fish. How come I've got no fish? Nobody gave me fish. We you didn't caught, get a bag of fish? Not a bag of fish. We caught well over 200 perch. That's I a- got one for you. I separated it out. All right, I love you, pal. Yeah, for well, good. sure. I'll get it when I stop at your house. I thought okay? I had
2: all of them, and then I was ready to give some to Nick Fairbanks, and he's like,
1: oh, I got a bag too. They, they, gave, him, <laughs> they gave him a full bag. Right, we got a couple of minutes here, right? Just about a minute and a half, give or take, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. This minute, it, yep. This is uh, I uh, just blows me away. The DNR has been posting job opportunities on their site. Uh, this is, This blows me away. Came across a, a job listing for a community environmental justice coordinator. Salary range fifty thousand to seventy five thousand dollars. That's good. That's a good starting job, man. The job summary stated, "This position will work to create equitable access to tree benefits. That's T R E E. Tree benefits for historically disenfranchised Black, Indigenous, indigenous yeah. and people of color communities to develop relationships between people and their urban landscape. That selected person will use collectively community engagement to develop and implement." actionable solutions that equitably provide community tree benefits as well as other duties. If you can do that job, apply at the DNR and make $50,000 to $75,000. Now, in order to get this job, you have to figure out what the hell this means. What's a tree benefit? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I and that's, that's, that's coming from the DNR. So DNR is going to pay someone to teach the minorities, whoever they are, uh, to tree the, benefits, how to love, how to love the trees, and how, how they benefit the United States. I don't understand. So, uh,
2: well, they should charge us at least three, four more dollars a license to pay for this. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's pretty interesting, and that, that's a quote. If someone wants to see that, I can take a picture of it and I can post it. I know how to do that. <laughs> Very now. interesting. But anyway, but you yeah, take a picture, then you'd screenshot. I might apply. It. It. I'd, I'd screenshot it. it. I'd screenshot it. I'd screenshot it. Yeah, but that's pretty interesting. I don't know what it is, but uh, the DNR does all the stuff. There's a lot of good stuff, but I don't know what that is. I wish somebody could clarify that for us. Let's take a break, young man. Be right back with Kevin Jensen. I'll tell you, it's going to be a hell of a story.
0: Just enjoying Bob Outdoors with the four outdoorsmen on a Sunday evening. It's a good thing.
1: It's no secret that we love the city of Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Not just the thrill that comes with its unbelievable hunting and fishing, but everything that Devil's Lake has to offer. You can choose from nearly 30 restaurants, many hotel and motel options, a dozen campsites, theater, golfing, hiking, nearby casino, or just plan exploring. Walleyes and jumbo perks, well, they might draw you here, but Devil's Lake itself will keep you coming back. Hey, trust room in on this one. Visit DevilsLakeND.com.
0: Don't miss the 2022 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at its new location at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 11th through the 13th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Driven TV's Pat Nicole Reeve, Lee and Tiffany Lakoski of The Crush TV, and Melissa Bachman. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products, plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. For complete details on the 2022 Deer and Turkey Classic, visit mndeerclassic.com.
3: Call Dezeal Heating and A.C. when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dezeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dezeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dezeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. (laughs) DezealHVAC.com
2: Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April 2022. Let's get this straight, pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or
1: Onamia online at powerlodge.com. Hey, we are thrilled to uh, the team up with Arrowhead Outdoors out of Ely, Minnesota, and I've been patronizing that bait store for well over 50 years. In fact, in January and February, it's all about trout fishing up there. Arrowhead Outdoors stocks more trout gear than any other store in the area, and that's by far. And whether you choose to fish the local streams, nearby lakes, or have dreamed of a dog sled guided trip through the D- but, uh, BWCA, Boundary Waters, of course, well, Chris and Steve of Arrowhead Outdoors will do their very best to make sure your Ely fishing trip is all you hoped it would be. They're great people. It's a great store. And up there in Ely, Minnesota, with Arrowhead Outdoors, it's great fishing. That is Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota
0: muskie anglers rejoice! Georgia's Minnesota Musky Expo is back, featuring seminars, retailers, resorts, factory reps, lures, rods, reels, guides, boats, and more. Kids under twelve get in free, and at Georgia's tackle shop, kids can make twenty-five dollars worth of musky tackle for free to take home with them.
4: Georgia's Minnesota Musky Expo runs March fourth, fifth, and
0: sixth at the Warner Coliseum at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Visit mnmuskyexpo.com for more information. That's mnmuskyexpo.com.
3: Get a voucher for two tickets and two large popcorns valid at any Minnesota Imagine Theater for just 19 bucks. Details at DealsOnRadio.com. Deals on Radio.
0: Deals on Radio.
5: Exergen wants you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com.
0: You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to tap into human emotion, first with some music. Then in a serious tone, I'll say, save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. And even though it was about saving money with Progressive, we'll fade out the music so you know it was poignant. Wow, powerful stuff. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.
1: Hey, we're back. The boys are back in town. Stewman, Mark Lukey, Sam, Aaron behind the glass. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Every Sunday from 6 to 7. And remember, after 7 o'clock, right at 7 o'clock, Real Talk Outdoors is going to be on with. Mark and Larry and Tommy, and uh, you can turn the music down, young man, before I you blow my ears out. You're, you're fired, Aaron. You're fired. But uh, the, back to an interview. Yeah, real talk outdoors has uh, Commissioner Sarah Stroman, I think, at uh, sometime during the show. That's between seven and eight. Enjoy that. Uh, and if you want to call in, and ask us some questions. Go ahead. They'll be taking your calls. We've got a great guest right now, Kevin Jansen. Kevin, are you there, my friend? I am. How are you doing, Stu? Are we friends now? I mean, I, 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 we might be friends. I'm doing well, doing really, really well. Kevin Jansen he lives in Comstock, Wisconsin, which is uh, someplace around Turtle Lake, I guess. In fact, I, I don't know where it is, but here's something. Before we start talking about Kevin Johnson's great, great trip to Alaska with that wonderful guide in friend of ours, Billy Moulds, a couple of years back, are you aware, Kevin, that from Comstock, there were two Olympic wrestlers, brothers, John Peterson and Ben Peterson, and they both won a gold medal and a silver medal in wrestling for the United States. Are you aware of that?
5: Hey, yeah, there's a big sign. I mean, oh. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> ignore the sign, but uh, you know, Comstock's a pretty small talent, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool fact. It's I'm a cool fact.
1: Up. It's really what's really cool. About, I'm, I'm, I'm BSing with you because when you and I were talking a couple of days ago before we went to Devils Lake, you're the one that told me about this, and I, and I was—that's my era because I was born in 1951 and I vaguely remembered it and I didn't know they were so close but one brother won a gold in 72 the other brother won the silver and then in 76 they reversed places Um, that's it really is an amazing story so congratulations to John Allen Peterson and Ben Peterson that's a hell of a story so you're not the only big shot in Comstock Wisconsin
5: <laughs> well, I had nothing to do with that. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> Kevin, tell us a little bit about your background and, and uh, where you where. Were you born and raised, and what do you do for a living, and how you got into hunting and fishing?
5: Oh gosh, well, I grew up on a dairy farm, a uh, small dairy farm, which uh, most uh, most folks did back, uh, um, you know, twenty some years ago. Yeah. And uh, wasn't really good at farming. Uh, uh, Milking cows was not really my thing, so I, <laughs> I decided to go into some architecture level and uh, got into uh, um, manufacturing uh, some furniture and fixtures and displays. So that's my, uh, that's my current uh, occupation. And uh, we've got a business here in Turtle Lake that uh, very fortunate to have a great team.
1: Good for you. You know, isn't it funny because, you know, you love the outdoors, of course. You're friends with Billy Moles, and I think you grew up in the same era with him and have been friends a long, long time. And you, you love the outdoors for your entire life you couldn't picture ever being 30 years ago. You couldn't picture being where you are doing what you're doing. Am I correct? Yeah. I mean, I,
5: I, I mean, I love, I love being outside. I mean, that's really where I, where I thrive. And, uh, you know, with, with the business too, Stu, I mean, I, when a lot of people, when they're, they go through a certain stage where you're so busy, you know, raising kids, etc. And Sometimes you don't take time for things like that. And uh, I'm blessed to be able to do a lot more of that now and, you know, with this uh, this particular guided hunt and several others as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a real real fun time.
1: Speaking of about the guided hunt, let's talk about that. In 2019 was the first time you ever went to Alaska. Who was who was your guide in 2019? I mean, just don't don't tell me that if it wasn't was it Billy Moles or not Billy Moles?
5: Well, I'd been to Alaska back in what was it 2000. 12 or so for bear okay. um and we hunted down kind of in uh, south uh, southwest on by bethel um and billy was my guide at that time too um got to learn a little bit about the weather down in, in that part of the, the country um and, and what if the weather's bad and uh, when the weather's good then the bears start showing up
1: did you have uh did you ha- did you suffer through some some terrible weather down there
5: well when we flew in um we were basically holed up in town for I think it was four, if not five days before we could actually fly out and hunt. So, wow. you know, somebody that grew, grew up hunting whitetails when they, you know, there really wasn't much that would stop you.
1: Yeah,
2: right. And
5: there, You're just, you know, you're you're sitting around, but it actually ended up being pretty neat because every day somebody new flew in and nobody was going out. So all of those hunters from all parts of the, the country were just kind of telling stories and hanging out, drinking coffee, and just waiting for, you know, the outfitter to walk through the door with... You know, the words, all right, you're coming with me, we're going out to the out to the bush, you know.
1: You know, that's funny you mentioned that because when you and I were talking earlier today, it's it's not just getting the, the, the animal, of course, it's developing relationships and, and friendships. And that's that really is seventy five percent of the fun, I think. Meeting people, developing relationships, and you've been, had the opportunity to do that. So you were successful in two thousand twelve uh, in getting a bear?
5: Yes. Okay. Yep, we I uh, think like five, six days, something like that.
1: Okay, and then in 2019 he went back, and your goal was what in 2019?
5: Well, actually, I went back. Uh, 2019 was my second sheep hunt. So I did a sheep hunt in 2015 and was unsuccessful, which was uh, uh, really a blessing in disguise. It was uh, certainly a learning opportunity, uh, but to you know to spend you know that kind of money on a sheep hunt and then uh, come back with with nothing. Mm-hmm you start to question question your sanity yeah. and uh it took me it took me a little while to go back and uh you know if it wasn't for billy i don't know if i would have you know because he's, uh, he's been a been a wonderful in- influence
1: one of billy's favorite sayings is it's not the journey is that it's the uh it's not the destination it's the journey you know and uh and you realize that after 2015 you know the the destination of course is to get yourself a big <clears throat> doll sheep and uh it didn't happen but the journey is more important you went back again, what, with 2019 then, or, or is it just, uh, yeah, 2019 you went back, right?
5: Yes. Okay. Yep, 2019. Okay.
1: Tell us a little bit about that. You, you, again, you were trying to get uh, get yourself a doll sheep. Why, why is that so important to you? Everyone wants the grizzly bear, and, and uh, why was that so important to you?
5: Well, I guess, number one, I set out for a doll sheep you know, several years before that and did not accomplish that goal. So I felt like it was just a, you know, it was unfinished business that I I, uh, definitely wanted to achieve. And, uh, you know, I kind of told Matt and Emily, the outfitters, which are are wonderful people, um, I just said, you know, I've got a one-way ticket. Um, (laughs) If you're willing to put up with me, I'm going to stay as long as I possibly can, even if Billy can't, uh, you know, can't bring me to the finish line if he's got another hunt. And, uh, you know, up in Alaska, everything's, changing constantly for those guys so you know you get the outfitter with a bunch of guides that go with their their clients and you know some guys are you know are tagging out after a day or two and so they might have a guide that uh, you know they can relocate so that was kind of the situation uh, that we started off with and you just don't know what's going to happen
1: if you these these hunts I believe are 10-day hunts for the most part let's say you did tag out in the first couple of days what do you do for the other eight days i mean do most people have other licenses for other animals but if you don't do you you just fly home
5: yeah i mean it's pretty common to have a caribou tag and a wolf tag you really wouldn't want to be up there without a wolf tag um and uh you know caribou it can be pretty hit or miss but that's typically how hunters spend the, the next several days if uh you know if you do um kill a sheep early
1: all right, let's talk about the, the specific hunt you were just on. What do you – I've seen almost every one of Billy's videos, and he does a wonderful do- job with with his videos, uh, the mountain man, the modern-day mountain man videos. And there's so much trauma you guys go for, through as far as weather and sitting and rain and cold. And then all of a sudden Billy spots a, uh, a, a doll sheep two miles away, and I don't understand that either, or you spot a doll sheep, Tell us what happens after then. I don't see how you can go from point A to point B. It's got to be an awful lot of work.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if you, if you fast forward a little bit to, uh, I don't know if it was day 10 or whatever, whatever it was when we actually spotted the, a sheep that we wanted to go after, the wind wasn't right. So we had to, we basically had to set up, I'm thinking it was two, three miles away up on kind of an opposite slope so we could see where the sheep are going to go and just kind of wait for the wind to to cooperate. Um, So it becomes a, it's it's a, you know, the wind is everything. Um, You know, the sheep, that's how they survive with their eyes and and their sense of smell. So um, if they can't smell you and they can't see you, um, you know, you're golden. But if they, you know, they can spot you from, they might spot you from a couple miles away, but they're not going to be terribly
1: threatened necessarily.
5: Um, But, uh, you know, Billy's got a better sense for, you know, kind of what he can get away with and, and what he, what he can't.
1: So how long is, if, if it's two miles away, how long would it take for you to get from from point A to point B, again, those two miles, before you might even have a chance to shoot the sheep, and it might not, not even be there by the time you get there? How long does that take?
5: Well, it depends on whether you're going uphill, downhill, <laughs> you know, across rivers, uh, you know, side hill, um, there's a lot of variables, but just put it in perspective, um, I, we spotted that those sheep right away in the morning. Um, you know, we had just got our our, our packs on, kind of ready for uh, um, you know a four or five day basically spike out. We were just going to hike up this drainage and explore some new country and hopefully stumble stumble into something. And almost right away, I'd say within the first half mile, uh, I'm not sure if it was Doug or Billy that spotted the sheep, or uh, maybe we had them in our sights. So we spotted them right away in the morning, and it took till probably. I don't know five six o'clock that evening, you know, to actually uh, before I fired the first shot. Go ahead,
1: go so ahead, Mark. It's an
5: all it's an all day deal, and that can be that can be very common. But Billy's told me a lot of instances where you know they will have a hunter show up, and yeah, you, you might uh, you know spot one a few hundred yards away. So I mean, it's like anything can happen.
2: Hey, Kevin, Mark here. So you said day ten. So you're saying you you hiked and. Looked for sheep for 10 days without seeing one?
5: Uh, no, we had definitely seen a lot of sheep, but one of the words, the common phrases that came out of Billy's mouth was, uh, you know, once we get the spot and scope set up, uh, yeah, I think this one's a little short, you know, seven eighths because <laughs> it's got to be full curl. Yep. So we saw, we had seen a lot of sheep, um, you know, use lambs, but even, uh, you know, rams that were just, you know, three quarter or seven eighths curl. Um, and those are always disappointing because you're always just hoping that, you know, you spot a sheep a couple miles away and you set up the spot and scope and, you know, all of a sudden Billy turns and like, yeah, I think that one's a full curl. We better go after it. But uh, <laughs> that can be uh, I it can be tough, tough to find for sure.
0: Did you go
2: back to the same base camp every night or did you, were you always constantly moving and camping in new spots?
5: We were constantly moving, so you really don't cover the same country twice. Um, you know, we'd a lot of times set up what we call as a base camp, which is just a little bit larger tent, and then we'd spike out from there. You know, we'd throw, you know, all the food we needed for, you know, Billy typically knew how long we were going to be gone, whether it was going to be, you know, a day or two days, and then we'd spike out. We'd just take minimal supplies and uh, spike out, maybe do a um, – you know, 15 mile hike. You know, up over a ridge, through a couple of drainages, and then kind of come back to that base camp and um, grab some more some more grub and, and head off again. But uh, the outfitter had actually relocated us, I think, two times, uh, which we're very fortunate that they were able to get it, get in there and you know, and move us to another uh, another area. Um, so,
1: I didn't know that. You're saying that the outfitters picked you up in their airplane and dropped you off someplace else exactly that's cool yep. that's cool go ahead sam
4: hey kevin quick question for you so a lot of guys who go out west or go on these big hunts you know they train for months and months to get in physical shape um but sometimes the shooting practice gets put a little bit you know last minute oh i better go throw a couple you know rounds down range what'd you do to prepare yourself um you know to not only hike this much work this hard but also i'm sure it wasn't a very very close shot um so, what'd you do to practice to make sure you were confident in that shot? And uh, tell us a little bit about your setup. what you use for uh, a gun?
5: Yeah, um, I had actually, a, a, I didn't prepare physically a whole lot just because I stay active a lot. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a major routine, um, you know, no running or anything like that. But I'm out, I'm out in the woods all the time, so moving around and uh, just try to stay in shape that way. Um, but as far as the, the rifle goes I, that's a huge I mean that's a that's a major component you go on that hunt and you might have a you know three four or five hundred yard shot that uh, you just can't get any closer so um, yeah you. I definitely spent definitely spent a lot of time um, shooting and uh, you know I'd take you know a couple shots you know a day and wait a few more days take a few more shots and just you know just constantly uh, just get more comfortable at a you know, Three four hundred yard range, so at least when you've got a two hundred and fifty yard shot, that 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 becomes a lot easier. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question.
1: Yeah, for sure does. I appreciate it. Uh, I you, we're going to take a break. It, we were gonna, just going to keep you for the first first part, but we have other a whole bunch of other questions. Would you mind staying past break and give us another five and ten?
5: Yeah, sure, no problem.
1: hang on to the commercials. Like, be patient, if you would. We'll be right back with Kevin James. And we're going to talk Kevin James, yeah. Uh, who's Kevin? <laughs> Kevin James is on King of Queens. Kevin, J- Kevin J- Jensen. We'll be right back.
0: Since you're obviously chillin', you might as well be grillin'. The Bob FM Chillin' and Grillin' Giveaway is your opportunity to win a Green Mountain Pellet Smoker Grill from Little Big Horde Company. And plenty of meat to grill from the butchery of Maple Lake. Just submit a picture of you chillin' and grillin' in Bob Country by February 18th. Get details and submit your picture online at mybobcountry.com. It's the Bob FM Chillin' and Grillin' Giveaway. Don't miss the 2022 Minnesota Deer and Turkey Classic at its new location at Canterbury Park in Shakopee, March 11th through the 13th. This year's classic features top hunting celebrities like Driven TV's Pat Nicole Reeve, Lee and Tiffany Lekoski of The Crush TV, and Melissa Bachman. Get your antlers scored, view more than 300 antler entries, and see the latest hunting products plus a great lineup of lodges and outfitters. For complete details on the 2022 Deer and Turkey Classic, visit mndeerclassic.com. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove is your Hinneker snow plow dealer. Hinneker's quick hitch and trip edge systems makes removing snow easy. Made in Minnesota, Hinneker plows are perfect for commercial or residential use. Have a bobcat? No problem. Hinneker makes a plow for that too. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove also services all makes and models of plows and salt spreaders. Go to crystalwelding.com.
1: Hey, Strewman here for Devil's Lake, North Dakota. You know, the boys and I just got back from Devil's Lake, North Dakota, had a wonderful time. And to think that 30 years ago, Devil's Lake was covered, covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water was over 160,000 acres. And that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten in possession that's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. It's a wonderful place to visit. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, has been rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. That's pretty special. Visit Devil'sLakeND.com and thank you.
2: Power Lodge and only Power Lodge has teamed up with Financial One for an incredible winter marine sales event. Pick out a qualifying boat or pontoon and there's no payments and free storage until April, 2022. Let's get this straight, pick out a boat now, no payments and free storage until April, 2022. Make next summer incredible for you and your family. Go to Power Lodge right now in Ramsey, Brainerd or Onamia online at PowerLodge.com.
1: Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota, a symbiotic relationship. I've patronized both for many years and I'm gonna do so for a lot more. The Minnesota State Northern Pike record was caught right here. And Chris and Steve have day-use fish houses for you to catch those pike, walleyes, crappie or trout. No one in Ely, Minnesota, carries more trout tackle and equipment than Arrowhead Outdoors. Experience the winter wonderland of Ely by starting with, yeah, trust Truman on this one, Arrowhead Outdoors. Total Country Barbecue. Alright, we're back. We got Kevin Jansen on the line. Kevin Jansen just came back well a couple of years back on a guided hunting trip with Billy Moles to Alaska. And he was hunting for doll sheep. Hey, one of the questions, Kevin, that and thanks for your patience, we really appreciate it. One of the questions that Sam had was what type of gun it was that you were using?
4: Oh, it was a proof. Uh, proof gun. Ooh. I never heard of it. What is that, Sam? We're using a twenty eight Nosler? Uh,
5: no, three hundred when
4: Okay, so Proof uh, specializes in making carbon fiber barrels, but then like three, four, or five years ago, they came out with really, really, really nice, like gunsmith-approved guns.
1: I tell you what, see, that's why we have him on the show, uh, Kevin, because I don't know none of this crap. I'm just a BSer, but it's a lot of fun. That's a great thanks. That's a great answer. Thanks for clarifying that, Sam. And you were about, I think, 250 yards away or something like that. I've never, I've, I shot a lot of white-tailed deer in my life, and I've never ever. I've shot a deer over 75 yards with my 30-30. I can't picture anything going accurately for 250 yards. It'd be fun to try. Where do you, where do you cite in a weapon that is 250 yards or do you not sight something that far when you're practicing? Uh, we're,
5: we're, oh yeah, we're definitely practicing at that range. I mean, we're in farm country, Strew, so, um, <laughs> you know, we've got, uh, you know, you just go out the back door and, you know, start firing so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know billy's billy's family has a large farm over there uh, on north side of highway 8, probably even some on the south side of highway 8. there's an awful lot of land out there uh, who was your mentor when you were growing up everyone's got a mentor someone got you into this game
5: oh gosh <laughs> i mean uh i guess everybody around me really i mean my my dad let me you know kind of run and run around the farm do whatever i wanted to do build bridges and and uh, cut wood. You know, he didn't necessarily show me how to do it, but that was, I think, part of the lesson: is, is just going out and doing it and making mistakes and and figuring it out. So, uh, my my grandpa was the same way. Um, yeah, cool, you know, I think he just kind of led, led led by example by getting up every day and and uh, getting something done and trying to accomplish something every day. So, I think just uh, you know, hindsight, I would definitely say they had a, a big role in that. Uh, good... Not necessarily hunting. I mean, they they definitely enjoyed hunting, just not. Um, you know, it wasn't something that they wanted to necessarily go out west or had a desire to go to Alaska and, and do those types of things, but I, I definitely enjoy those adventures and, and challenges.
1: It's a great answer. You know, you talked about your conditioning, you're always in condition, you stay outside, do a lot of things, and you didn't do anything really special to prepare for this hunt. Did you find that this hunt for doll sheep up those shale rock slide mountains and stuff was more taxing or not as physically difficult as you anticipated?
5: Um, well, like I, I think I told you on the phone earlier, Stu. I mean, I think it helps not to be real intelligent to do this <laughs> it Just uh, you know, then your mind, your your mind isn't necessarily recognizing how much pain you're in. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's impossible to be in too good a shape. I think Billy's reference too. There's some folks that have done you know a lot of jogging, which there you, you're building up your lungs and um, and such. But that you know that's this is totally different because you've got. I mean, there's no, there's really no muscle that you're not using. I yeah, mean, yeah, you're, you're, When you're side healing or walking flat or crossing a stream, so, um, you know, you're going to be sore and you're going to hurt, and you just got to live with it and uh, make the best of it.
1: You're, uh, you're, you're featured in one of Billy Moles' uh, videos called, I think it's called Twenty Some Days. I, am I correct on that? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so, so you had 10 days. The first hunt did not succeed. You got the, these 10 days, you finally get a a doll sheep on the last day. Were you comfortable when you, when you set that gun down and and you had the, you're all comfortable, you're laying down and 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 you're pointing toward that, that doll sheep, 225, 250 yards away. Were you real comfortable? Were you getting buck fever? How did you feel?
5: I was very comfortable. I was just, I think this is one of those moments that uh, you're just so ultra focused and, and you just, okay, you've, you've prepared for this moment, so don't, you know, don't overthink it and just do it. Man, my biggest concern was actually falling off the cliff that I was, you know, kind of facing, angling down. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Over. Yeah. And so, you know, it, I don't know it was tough to see it in the video, but, you know, a flatlander like myself, you know, you're kind of just, uh, you're perched at, at an angle and you're looking down, um, you know, stable but uh you know beyond that I, I felt really
1: comfortable one of the last this will be the last question we'll let you go uh, and i appreciate uh, kevin jansen for being on the on the phone he's from comstock wisconsin just a couple of years back he's well he's been to alaska a number of times and finally succeeded and got what he what he wanted if, if somebody else some person let's say he's 23 years old wanted to do this and try to accomplish the same thing you you just did what kind of advice would you give him
5: well, if they go with Billy, I would say listen to virtually everything that he says, except when you're getting ready to pack your stuff up and go on a on a hike, and he says, "Yeah, you don't need your puffy pants and you don't need your puffy mitts because the weather can change in a heartbeat." And uh, there was one instance where we're kind of joking around. You know, you're always trying to see, okay, Billy, what are you packing? You know, what are you <laughs> what, yeah. what are you going to put in your pack yeah. that I'm going to miss? And uh, you know, you always bring your rain gear. And uh, it just happened to be on that particular hike that we got uh, stuck on this side hill. We were glassing some cheap for I don't know, it seemed like a couple hours, but we froze our butts off. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of funny. Your know, guides know virtually everything, but you do have to do some thinking for yourself. And puffy pants—I don't know how many ounces they are, but it's not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, but to truly answer your questions, Drew, I would say, you know, I was just talking to a guy the other day, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I can do it." But, you know, he's in perfectly good, you know, he's, he's healthy. He's maybe in his early 60s. It, it just go do it. I mean, just make it happen. Um, I don't think, you know, stop questioning yourself and uh, just go make it happen.
1: Uh, we had a young lady. This would be, I can let you go. Nick, Nicole Stone was on the show a couple, of days, a couple of weeks ago, and she had a saying, and it's not hers. I think it was uh, somebody smarter than all of us, but that was in 20 years you are not going to regret a lot of the things you did you are going to regret not doing the things you could have done. And that's exactly what you're talking about. If you think you can do it and you want to do it and you can afford it, do it. Um, And uh, that's great advice, great advice. Kevin Jansen, thank you very much for joining us on The 4 Outdoorsman. You're a nice young man. Congratulations on your success. And uh, you take care of it. uh, Take care of yourself and say hi to Billy for me, would you?
4: All right, sure will. Take care, guys. Take Thank
1: care. You. Boy, that's a nice man.
4: Yeah, you, very nice.
1: You know, and I – look at – if anybody's listening, uh, go to Modern Day Mountain Man. If you don't know Billy Moles, that's not a big deal, but he's got tons <laughs> of videos. And this one is um, 20-something days because that's how long it took him. That's a lot. That's like how, – how many people give up? But uh, well, it's an amazing story, the patience and discipline and hard work you go through. So congratulations, Kevin Jansen and Billy Moles for helping him get there. Yeah. Okay, what do you want to talk a little bit of Devil's Lake again? Yeah, we should
2: probably recap our trip and, and thank the people at Devil's Lake for taking care of us. Yeah. Uh, so we got up there Thursday night, uh, stayed at the Fireside uh, Resort, right? Spent some time. Fireside Inn, in, yeah. Fireside Inn. Great people there. Great service. It was really cool. They give you two free drinks every night.
1: You know, the, the prices are fair. It's not the Taj Mahal. It's a very nice, clean hotel. You're right. And and so whatever the price is, it's very, very fair. And not only do they, if you want to use them, two free drinks every night. They have sandwiches for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like like last night was pulled pork sandwiches for dinner if you want. Have a nice breakfast and a fair price for a hotel that it's just you're going to be comfortable and with. And we so.
2: maxed out the hot tub with... Twelve dudes or whatever.
1: Well, yeah, twelve dudes, and some of those guys make it like fourteen dudes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. We're very very fortunate. Thank you, Fireside.
4: They had more than just sandwiches. The first night they had like a full
2: blown spaghetti meal with meatballs. Like
1: they Ooh. do a pretty good job,
4: and I mean it's all free, yeah. uh, so
2: for sure. Yeah. And uh, so day one was was the heavy fishing day, yeah. with Snow Bears Bry's guide service. Our our good friend Garrett. We met a new guy, Grant. Who was ours, Brandt. right? Brant. 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 Sorry, Brant was a young guy. Great story. You know, eighteen years old, just graduated, and worked his butt off and got his own snow bear. Now, those, a lot of people really into ice fishing. We should probably explain what a snow bear is. Basically, it's like a tank on ice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a it's a fiberglass shell uh, with tracks that can go anywhere. And I'll tell you, and Devils Lake, those are a necessity because yep. there's so many drifts. It's it's really easy to get stuck and it's really easy to get in rough weather because the weather turns so quickly out there.
1: It could be dangerous out there if you weren't in one. I'm of those. telling you,
2: we would have been miserable if we would have been out in our own stuff setting up or driving. So, um, we we tried that for the first time last year. We liked it so much, we decided to try it again, and so we did. And and we caught a lot of fish that day, didn't we, boys?
4: Oh, a ton! I think we tallied it up. It was like two hundred over two hundred fifty between yeah. the sixteen of us.
2: Yeah. yeah, so no monsters, some nice ones in there. Our first fish off the bat was a walleye, which was a surprise because yeah. we were not in a quote-unquote walleye spot. And they said the walleye fishing was a little sporadic at first, but uh, we caught a nice walleye off the bat.
1: Nine, the first one, 19 inches, we think, whoa, here we go. We know that's... Yeah. that's yeah, For that's, sure. Yeah.
2: And uh, But the good thing about snow bear, it's really easy to move spots. So we, we moved, we kept moving and kept finding them. Where you know you rent a house, you're kind of you're there for the day, right? You can't really move areas, so we moved to some different spots, and it was fun having action all day. Yeah. You know, and they were biting, and uh, thanks to the guides, they they work hard, and and it was comfortable. That's the big thing for me nowadays. Yeah, it was comfortable and warm, yeah. and you see it's you know ten below and blowing outside. And, and there's
1: you, great graphics on the screens. that yeah. you can oh, see. It's Yeah, it's like a video game. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think uh, you guys had Gar- or Brandt, uh, mm-hmm. Garrett, the other guy uh, was Preston. Right. And then we had Jay. Right. Um, and, you know, like Strew said this uh, a couple times. I think he said it on, uh, we did a quick promo, or you did, about we went to Devil's Lake and drove an hour. Yeah. And we're on quote unquote Stump Lake, which is still a part of Devil's Lake, but we drove an hour to get there in uh, Tolna. North Dakota. Yeah, so Devil's
1: Lake is is uh what yeah. 170 thousand acres give or take. I yeah. mean, and eh, we go fish someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
2: not a. I'm gonna take a quick jaunt to the other side of the lake. Yeah. it's it's uh it took a while, and but it was great fishing, and um yeah we had a, we had a successful day. Uh, went out to dinner. Susie took us out. So nice of her to. I mean, the people of Devil's Lake are just awesome. Even you know they just they treat people that are traveling well. And everyone is friendly. We met a b- bunch of people last night um, at a bar. Never met them before. Super friendly, and uh, not every place you travel is like that. So, um, and then, so we had a great day fishing with the snow bears. And thank you, Bryce Guide Service, for providing so many for us. We had what sixteen guys total. Yeah, you know four I mean? bears. Yeah. So that's not easy to do, and we really appreciate that. And, and then, the don't new,
1: think we got them for free. We paid for those. We did.
2: Yes, we liked it so much. We paid and um the next day we went out on devils itself and rented some ice houses and the fishing was slower we did catch some fish but hey we were warm we had a great time
1: now this is a good point now um let's see uh, the guy's name is evan woods evan woods is a young man who started his own his own fish house service Mm -hmm. thing for the winter and all of that and good for him and and uh, he was nice enough to move the fish. We tried to fish for a perch in the morning and walleyes in the afternoon, and it was very, very slow. So we were limited to stuff. You can't go any place in a fish house. Right. You can drill a few holes. What's cool about Devils Lake, one of the things, you can have four lines out if you want, or two lines to two tip-ups right outside your fish house. And my son Mike dug a lot of holes, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. But we caught very, very little on Saturday, and that just points out how important movement is you yep. don't, you keep yourself going, uh, and we don't. You don't. You, the snow bear thing at this time of the year is critical because yep. you don't have any options if the fishing is slow where you are, yep. uh, in a fish house. And it was really, really well. Critical.
2: And, and temperature and barometric pressure like that affects fish. In the winter, so yeah. much more, it seems. And how and,
1: and how, how much Liars polka we are playing instead of concentrating on our fish lines. That's, you know? right. Yeah, that's exactly. right. You got to do something. It's would, hard
2: when, when the fish aren't biting. It's hard to pay hardcore attention. But yeah. you know, then they turn on. I caught two walleyes right away, small ones. but And then it turns off. So it's like you got to be there and you got to be ready. But I do have to give him credit. So this is East Bay Campground. Um, he does a winter business renting ice houses, basically, and plowing a road how much effort it is to move a house. And he did that for us in the middle of the day. Yeah, That's very rare. When you have
1: other clients to deal with as well.
2: So a lot of people will move a house maybe once a week or something like that. So the fact that he moved us to a walleye spot. Three fish
1: houses, correct. Yeah,
2: And and very fast. And pulled them and got them drilled. And I really commend him for that, putting in the effort to get us on some fish, trying the best he can. And man, that's a lot of work. People think, you know, oh, plow a road out you know, in the lake and charge ten bucks to gain access. What a what a dream job. That is so much work. Yeah. And he was Especially, there. Especially
1: and as a matter of fact, he had to plow the roads in the morning. We got there about uh nine o'clock and so we had to plow the roads again just to get us out to where we were because the wind was so strong at that time. It's a very difficult job. Mm-hmm. And uh as a matter of fact he got stuck one time plowing and Wade had to pull him out to Start helping us help him start moving those houses. So, in Evan Woods, just like it sounds, W O O D S, is the young man. If you ever go up and want to use fish houses, give him a shot. Go ahead, Sam.
4: I was going to say the highlight of my day yesterday was when Mike said, Hey guys, I brought my grill and I have 30 (laughs) broths. That's that's my son, Mike. I was like, Seriously? Oh, that was so good. He had brats, Italian sausage, buns. He brought buns, ketchup, mustard. Oh, it
2: was. So good.
1: Yeah, my son, Mike, he's the real deal.
2: Yeah, I want to thank uh, everyone that came with us. Uh, we had a big group of people, lots of friends, met some new friends. Thank you, John Marshall, for coming with us and bringing your friend, Matt. He was a great guy. Great guys. We know you're a great guy. You've been on many trips with us now. And uh, Mike brought some new folks uh, that we met and just really, really great guys. It was just such a great trip to, to spend that much time with... Uh, new friends
1: yeah one other thing about evan woods this fish houses were very very nice all of them are six holes you know so you can put three in a house and and you got two lines inside and two lines outside if you want to do that kind of stuff so give evan woods a shot if you ever want to go out there and and bry's guide service we don't get paid from these guys but we're hoping to someday but uh, bry's guide service that's b-r-y just b-r-y because they he's got a good crew and the young men know exactly what they're doing and tell you we're going to. T- he talked about Brant. We have about 40 seconds to make. This Brandt, Brant, who is our guide, 18 years old. His teacher was telling him when he was a soon senior in high school, you better get your grades better because you're never going to go to college. He said, I'm going to be efficient. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, And he is doing so well. His, his Snow Bear, which is about a $65,000 thing, is paid for, and he's 18 years old, good for you young man, and he's kicking butt. He's been guiding every day this winter except for Christmas Day. And uh,
2: if, if anyone wants info on who we signed up with, if you plan on going out to Devil's Lake, you can message our Facebook or Instagram page and we can set you up with that. But yeah, give us a message if you want to know who to call to uh, reserve everything and do it fast if you want to go this year because I'm sure they don't have a lot of spots. Now, there's
1: open. one. We're not going to tell the story now because I'm sure we have to go. Aaron, we have to go in a couple of seconds, right? Okay. But uh, I talked earlier about a, a bottle of vodka that fell through an ice hole into the bottom of the water and how some guys decided they wanted to get that bottle of vodka back. It's a great story. We're going to have to tell that next week. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks to uh, uh, Kevin Jansen for being on the show. Um, you know, of course, uh, Billy Moles, we talk about him all the time all of our listeners, all of our guests, and all of our sponsors. Without you guys, we're nothing. Have a great week. The next Super Bowl Sunday, we're taking the night off, gang, and I can't look, I can't wait for that.
2: But we will play the, a great episode for you, so tune in if football's not your game. Listen to the four outdoorsmen.
1: Have a great week. I'll tell you what, Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.